It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Oh, not much. I'm ready to do some Twitter questions. Always always gra- glad to get questions from the people who have such insightful stuff that makes me my brain hurt after we're done. <laughs> yeah, we do have some good questions today from you guys, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. Um, from our friend Kyle, uh, he says, I don't want to move Vander Esch from weak side linebacker, so do you think Lee at middle linebacker and Jalen Smith at strong side linebacker would be a good idea for the base defense. Now, there's been a lot of people who have been asking this question over the last couple of weeks. Why can't they just put Jalen on the strong side to get all three of those guys on the field? Tell me why or why not. I mean, why, why can't they do that? Well, can I just preface this by saying that this is like kind of silly season question i mean like it's not not it's sure. not it's not it's it's a deep dive and we're talking minutia and, I, and I, I i should applaud people that are getting down to this level of detail but i i guess what i would rather preface is saying that this is not a, a lot of snaps i guess is, is what i'm saying this is not something that's oh, like absolutely a, not. you know this is not like deciding a, a starting position as much i mean sam linebacker is is very much less a, a starting position now than uh, you know, the third corner on your team, you know, I, I think the the progression has gone there from it started out very much uh, that, oh, we're, now we're considering Nickelback a, a starting and, and now it's, uh, yeah, obviously Nickelback is a starter and, and really the question of whether that third linebacker is a starter is, is being put into play. So um, uh, I think that, uh, first of all, I, I think that Damian Wilson has played really well. When, when asked to play that position specifically this year. And despite the fact that he's played less, it feels like, less snaps than he has previously the last two seasons, uh, I think his play is better than it, than it has been the last two years. Um, I agree. So I definitely understand the effort to trying to get all three of these linebackers on the field at the same time if you have them healthy. Um, you know, I... I am not opposed to the idea of putting Jalen at Sam and and doing some things that way. And I think to you know, uh, on a, on paper at the very least, it it kind of plays to uh, his strengths. You know, of being uh, you know short area explosive uh, with his hands and arms and being able to jolt linemen and uh, you know playing along the line of scrimmage is something that Jalen has really shown uh you know a very uh, solid ability of doing you know whether it's because of his power like we like I mentioned or 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 speed you know that he's able to kind of uh, get around blocks and that sort of thing so I, I I don't you know disagree with any of that I I just wonder if that is the best use of how to use these guys um 
I am definitely of the, I think, you know, we all as a group, it feels like, seem to have agreed that um, we don't want to play Sean Lee at the expense of Leighton Vander Esch. Um, and right. I think that's why we're having these conversations about him playing Mike and then moving Jalen to Sam. And, and, and I think part of that also is that we know that Sean can't really, we definitely feel more comfortable with Jalen playing Sam linebacker than Sean Lee um, because of the, just the, the nature of him being on the line of scrimmage, especially in the over defense in the under defense. And I think, um, you know, all those things are factors. I, I having said all of that, I don't wonder if maybe it isn't a better situation to rotate Jalen and Sean at uh, Mike and keep Damian Wilson in there for the snaps that he plays Sam linebacker because, I mean, Jalen Smith hasn't been practicing at Sam linebacker, you know, and and and, and right. I you know not that that's something that he couldn't pick up quickly or play or you know do on on spot, uh, but I think that you know. Considering how well Damian Wilson has done it, you're going to have Damian Wilson active, I think, regardless. I mean, even if Sean Lee's playing, because he's a, he's a really good special teams player. Um, I, I think I would rather just like to find ways to get him on the field, um, you know, as part of a rotation in the nickel packages or, or something like that. I just think that I think that that's probably. <laughs> a better use of those guys. And, and I, like I said, in this effort to try to get all three of these guys in the field at the same time, I understand that that's uh, a thing that, you know, you, you want to try to get your, these guys on the field, but I don't know that those three guys playing those positions is a better combination than, you know, Jalen Layton and Damian Wilson, uh, or even Layton, uh, Sean Lee and Damian Wilson, uh, all playing their natural positions and 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 playing what they practice basically. So just a few things really quickly to add into this. Uh, Damian Wilson over the last four weeks has played fifty eight total snaps, and so that what does that come out to? About fourteen snaps a game. Um, most all of those snaps are running, you know, rundown snaps like goal line situations, third down situations. If you look at his like his breakdown of snaps. Uh, he's playing basically two to one on rundowns compared or running plays compared to passing plays. So it's not like Damien's out there covering tight ends every and, single time. And, he's and out to there. be clear, too, it, most of the time it's it's package it's yeah, package ahead. dependent. I mean, you know, him coming on the field right, is absolutely. not like oh, it's first down, send Damien on the field. It's oh, it's first down. They just sent out two tight ends. Let's respond with our you know base package that sort of thing. Right. And that's kind of what the point is. It's not like he's playing a ton of snaps. He's playing 14 snaps a game. Most of it's goal line, short yardage, and obvious rundown plays. So I think his role gets overblown a little bit. Um, that role does. Speaking, yeah, as, as a whole, Sam yeah. linebacker gets blown. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, now, the question I have, I have another one that kind of ties into this from Andrew. Uh, how do you view the Sam linebacker spot moving forward? Damian Wilson has played well. Will they resign him or draft a replacement? Um, Wilson is a free agent after this year. So if you know if Wilson's gone, maybe in the offseason, is that something you tinker with trying to get all three of those guys back on the field if – you know, if Sean Lee does come back next season, no, I think you drafted a guy that you like. Uh, that you know, he, he's kind of taking a a red shirt year. You know, I think you've got you've got Joe uh, Horn, uh, Joe Horn, Jesus, Joe, Joe Thomas. Thomas. Golly, I got New Orleans. Joe Horn's a little got, small got, for that I spot. I got New Orleans <laughs> on the mind, man. Um, and so, no, I I think and, and Sam linebacker is not a position that you're I'm paying money for, man. Like, I mean, no. unless this guy's kicking inside to be a 
uh, pass rusher as well on third downs, like you know a Anthony Barr type. But even then, like I'm not, I'm not really interested. You know, I think we've got what we need at that spot. I think Sam is like one technique where you can find those guys. You know, they they they're they're hard on jobs anyways because you know usually the guys that are good fits at Sam linebacker, it's hard for them to play anything other than. You know, Sam linebacker in a four three, or a strong side. You know, Sam linebacker in a in a three four. So they don't usually get big money unless they're pass rushers, right? So the the guys right. that are not pass rushers that play Sam linebacker, uh, they are kind of it's it's just not a huge market for them. So you could easily pick those guys up or draft a guy like that, um, and 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 be fine. Um, I I just also wanted to point out too, just you know, we play the Eagles, the the Colts. Uh, the Buccaneers and the Giants. Those are our last four games. <laughs> I, I'm just pointing that out because, you know, all four of those guys you have to imagine are coming out probably in, you know, base nickel situations, right? Like, Oh, they're all 11 yeah, personnel teams. they're all teams. 11 all personnel teams. So my point being, again, that, you know, the vast majority of these snaps are going to be uh, our nickel guys, as they should be, because that's, you know, really that's those are the guys we want to get on the field because that, that's where we have – uh, the most depth, honestly, even with this, <laughs> even right. with this calculus of it, trying to include Sean Lee, uh, we've got you know basically at this point four, I don't know, starter level cornerbacks uh, on, yeah, on our absolutely. team. So yep. uh, yeah, I think it's not a big deal to put. Uh, I think it's you know us putting out more corners and, and loading up that way is probably what we would do anyways. All right, let's take a quick break and we will come back and we will talk about the slot position without Cole Beasley. This episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast is sponsored by Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery heated clothing. Heat on demand at the touch of a button. Control your environment with Action Heat. Action Heat clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panels similar to those of a heated car seat. They can reach temperatures of up to 135 degrees and are powered by rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion batteries that last up to 12 hours on a single charge. It's a perfect gift for any friend or family. It's great for anybody who works outdoors, skis, snowboards, hunts, anything like that. Anybody that hates the cold, you need to get them an Action Heat garment this Christmas season. Uh, For our listeners, we have a special deal to save 20% off your entire order, just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on or use the coupon code locked on at the checkout to save 20%. Stay toasty warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, 
dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, Landon, on Sunday, the Cowboys very well could be without their slot receiver in Cole Beasley. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday. You're going to hear it on Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, you, we don't know the status of Cole Beasley's ankle. I would think at, the, at best he's probably going to be questionable. Let's assume he doesn't play in this game. What do you expect the Cowboys to do in the slot in his absence? Uh, well, I mean, the good news here is that the Cowboys have no uh, – shortage of, of guys who I think they can line up in the slot and run routes. I mean, I think, right. uh, I mean, Cooper specifically, I, I think could be, you know, has shown that he is, is quite dangerous in the slot. Um, I, uh, I, I think that you know, you'll, you'll see Cooper. You'll see, uh, I, I don't know what the health status of Tavon Austin is, but if, if he's able to make his way back, I, I would assume that he would be a candidate to get some slots there. Uh, you know, I would definitely, definitely look for um, Alan Hearns potentially to be getting some some looks there because he has some experience in the slot and that could create some mismatches. I mean, this week is going to be difficult for Philly because uh, I mean they are already kind of shallow at the defensive back position. Um, I feel like that is going to be a, a point of emphasis for the Cowboys' offense on th- on Sunday uh, is trying to attack the outside because. They really, I feel like now the Cowboys actually have a mismatch there, a pretty significant mismatch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so uh, I think that they, the Cowboys should be able to hopefully avail themselves of that. So, uh, I, you know, I think what you're going to see is is uh, with Beasley, if he's not able to play, you're just going to see a lot of different players playing there. I think you're going to, like I said, you'll see Cooper, you'll see Hurd. Uh, I think you'll see Blake Jarwin. I think you'll see, um, you know, uh, Maybe some Noah Brown, you know. I mean, I think uh, you'll know, you'll just they'll find ways. I, I don't know that the slot is a position that they are worried about filling. You know, how, how, who do we physically put in there? I think what they worry about is the what you're missing from the guy who plays in the slot, and it's Beasley that makes that position special. So uh, he, he himself being gone is is a, a concern, but not so much. Can we find a, a guy who can do some things in the slot? Uh, I think we've got a couple different players who can line up there and, and catch passes. Um, so just to kind of throw this out there, the Eagles are pretty banged up in the secondary. If if they roll out the same unit that they had last week or last night against the Redskins, uh, they played Rasul Douglas on the outside with Sidney Jones as the other outside cornerback and Cravon LeBlanc, who oh they signed. Oh my gosh, I remember yeah, Cravon, a couple weeks yeah. ago. <laughs> So, I mean, if you get Craven LeBlanc matched up one-on-one with Amari Cooper in the slot, I think I'm okay He's with gonna that. He's going to get LeBlanc. <laughs> it's going to be bad, man. It's yeah. he was. I, so I can't terrible. believe that he's. <laughs> I can't believe he's as bad as that joke was. Uh, you know, that, it, that's very yeah. true. So, anyways, I, 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 God, I can't believe he's their starting slot corner. That's so funny. What? Yeah, they, they're pretty banged up in the second year. And we're going to talk about that in our preview show. Uh, that'll probably be coming out in a couple of days. But let's go ahead and get to some more of your questions. Uh, John wants to know, what can we do to fix the Cowboys' red zone offense? Over the last couple of games, it's been somewhat of a struggle. Uh, last week, they had a turnover in the red zone. Uh, they kneeled on the ball one time in the red zone, so I'm not counting that. Still kicking far too many field goals. What can the Cowboys do to improve uh, that area of their offense? Get healthy at the offensive line. Yeah, that's, I, mean, I think yeah. that's the line one, is having Tyron Smith back. Um, you know, uh, 
whether it's Sula XSF or it's Connor Williams, I think having a healthy healthier left guard will help. Um, and I just think that you know, just it's you know, people have been talking about that they've or been complaining about like a lack of running in the red zone. I you know, I think that has everything to to do with success that they've had and a lack of it in running the ball in the red zone. I think when. Uh, lately, they've had some struggles there, and I think it's a lot been tied to you know since Tyron Smith's been gone. So, I think that's going to help, um, just because you know getting a push, adding a, a, you know it's 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 one of the things that's really helped this offense is that even though they haven't increased the number of players in the box or decreased rather the number of players in box significantly. Um, since Cooper, it's still you still have to you know account for what's going on outside. Um, and I think that w- you know when you get into the red zone, things are even further compressed. Um, so your run keys are easier to get to, or are easier to uh, react to, and get to where you need to be because you're not traveling as far because there isn't as much space. You know, um, so right. I-, I think that that plus the injuries has you know caused issues for the Cowboys' run game, and, and there isn't as much space because. Tyron isn't creating as much space because he's not there, or there, you know, the the splits aren't, uh, uh, the the amount of space isn't naturally provided because you're not playing in a more wide open space. So, uh, I think that the Cowboys need to get healthier so that they can physically move people off the ball better. Um, and I think that they, I I feel like they they need to kind of go more back to uh, they kind of seem to have shied away a little bit from some of the option stuff. Um, and, and, and I don't know if it's that they shied away or if they've just had a series, and it, it, it feels like this in my head, they've had a, a series of bad luck of, like, busted option plays, you know? Well, I think that's part of it, and I don't think Dak is 100% either. We, we've kind of seen him be gimpy the last couple of weeks, and I think his ankles bothered him. So I wonder if they're just trying not to do some of that. Maybe, you know, because I think that you know, we've seen – We've seen some of the play calling happening. I, I think that uh, that we liked the you know, like I said, the some of the zone read option and RPO stuff. It, but it doesn't feel like it has been executed uh, as it feels like we've had a series of busted plays on a couple of them. So, right, um, yeah, I think execution will be a big part of it. But I, I also think again. The number one thing here is that y- we need to get healthy. Things tighten up in the red zone. Things get more difficult in the red zone. Uh, and that's when it becomes a lot more difficult to to hide the fact that you're playing with you know Cam Fleming versus Tyron Smith. All right, our last question, and it kind of ties right back into this offensive line. Uh, I think three different people asked me this question, but we'll go ahead with Rob. Will Connor Williams be back in the starting lineup anytime soon? It's time. Uh, people are they're getting frustrated with Xavier Suafilo. Do you think this is a good game to put Connor Williams back in against the Eagles? Well, you know, you and I talked about this before the, before the podcast, and I think it's difficult, right? Because it it, it feels like it's just watching the games and the, the play, and uh, that okay, yeah, he's hurt, and it, I think Williams is healthy, and you know, we think that Williams is probably the better player, all things oh, yeah. considered. Um, I mean, even right now. I mean, obviously, we think in the future he will be the better player. But I mean, even right now, it could be argued that he could be the better player. Um, you know, the question that you and I both had is that the thing that Xavier Sufilo seemed to have going for him over Connor Williams is that he seemed to do better with size. 
um, and power. And I think that you talk about the guys that he's going to be facing on Sunday, you know, Jernigan and, and Fletcher Cox. And, you know, and, Haloti and Nana. Haloti yep. Nana. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, Nana specifically is obviously more of a power guy. And, 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 but but Jernigan and, and Fletcher Cox kind of play with a great blend of both, to be honest. Um, and so I, I just, you just wonder is this the best game to be reintroducing Connor Williams? Uh, but, at the, you know, it's it, like I said, we, we talk about it all the time that dif- the difficult calculus of measuring. Well, a healthy Connor Williams versus a slightly gimpy Xavier Suofilo versus an opponent that Xavier Suofilo might be better suited for, but you know Connor Williams is is healthier. You know, I think it's all going to come down to how they practice this week, and you know how how Mark Colombo feels about the way uh, uh, Suofilo is moving, and 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 all those things that we are not going to be able to see during the week. Uh, but I think that the point is is that it's. Uh, close enough you know at this point that uh it's it's gonna come down to you know those kind of things the the subtle things that happen during the week that the coaches the coaching staff sees for me i know how important this game is for the cowboys you know if they beat the eagles just by every simulator i've I've been doing it it basically locks them into the playoffs and i I mean it's not a hundred percent sure but if they win this game they're in the playoffs but ultimately the cowboys they can get in the playoffs a, a lot of different ways. So they need to have Connor Williams back up to speed, ready to go, you know, in late December going into January. I'm putting him back in right now. I, I think he's a better player. Will he struggle probably a little bit in his first game back? Probably. But I need Connor Williams to be ready to go for that playoff push. I'm willing to kind of sacrifice through some of the, the you know, the bumps and the lumps here, but um, I, I just think their offensive line has a higher ceiling when he's in the game. Would you oh, agree yeah, with that at absolutely. least? Absolutely. No, I mean, I, I tend to think personally that I think that Connor Williams should be the guy that they put in there. Uh, I have concerns about the things I mentioned, you know, that, that, that uh, he's, he's had power uh, issues with power um, and, and all that. But at the same time, you know, Maybe he's been taking all this time in in the weight room, <laughs> and, and, you know. And I mean, it, it's very you know, well could be. I mean, he had two snaps against New Orleans. He looked incredible. Yeah, and, I mean, he had pancakes on both those and snaps. He his injury was was an ankle, right? Or so it was knee. a knee. Yeah, yeah, knee yeah that's for the knee scope. So yeah, there's nothing in that that's limiting him from you know p- putting in some core and some upper body strength and adding a couple pounds. Um, you know, look, yeah, I I think that I think if it's me, I'm putting Connor Williams in and. And just hoping for the best, and and thinking, you know, uh, and and to be to be fair, you know, another thing that may be entering in this is is whether Ty- you think Tyron Smith is going to play, you know, and 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 how much that you need him to help if there's a power, you know, knocking people down in, in the power game or or just keeping people off the keeping the middle of the pocket clean. Does he need help? So I, I all that will fat in factor into this, but I think that. Uh, to me, with, with all the all the math added in, uh, what you mentioned with the, with the upside needing Connor Williams in the future, obviously, but also needing him in the immediate future, I think it's time. You know, th- this is this is a nice little mini break, so this is a good time to get him back up and up to speed and ready. Uh, and I, you know, I believe in the kid, so I, I don't doubt that if if he's in there and he's ready to go, that he can have a good game against uh, Jernigan, or he can he I can agree. do that. He can do at least do his job and not you know completely embarrass himself. Uh, you know, I, I, he has done. He has been good this season. He's just had problems with 
you know, keeping uh, keeping himself uh, un- underneath himself against power and that sort of thing. So if he's found some of that anchor strength a little bit during his break, uh, then maybe you know maybe we've we're ready. We're waking a sleeping giant who's finally kind of ready for the season <laughs> that he's already halfway through. All right, one more question before you go, uh, really quickly. What provides a bigger boost to the Cowboys' offense, getting Tyron back or potentially getting David Irving back? Man, I, I mean that's 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 <laughs> right? crazy that we're even. I'm even hesitating here, honestly. Um, yeah, I think I think if Tyron Smith is healthy, I think that's a bigger boost. I mean, I think that they've gotten kind of what a lot of what they needed from David Irving. You know, at different times, and he's been great. Uh, and and um, I, I mean, again, kudos to the dude for uh, making me even hesitate to to answer this question right. towards uh, Tyron Smith. But uh, like I said, I, I think that if Tyron Smith is healthy, he's a dominant player. He's a blue chip player. He's a top ten, you know, top fifteen player in the NFL. Um, so I think that yeah, if he's in the game, he changes the complexity of the game, whether it's the the run game and the pass game. So, and when you're when you're talking about a defensive line like Philly, if Dallas is able to, I, I, I just say this: if Dallas is able to contain and and potentially dominate uh, a Philly defensive line, this this game should be the Cowboys. You know, I, I think that's really where this, this is going to be. The hay is going to be made. I trust our defense to be able to hold Philly's offense reasonably well. And I think if Dallas is able to make hay with this Philly's defense, uh, you know, keep, keep Dak upright long enough to Dak to pick on these uh, Philly's uh, defensive backs on the outside and, and keep the, the ball moving on the ground. Uh, I think Philly's in for a very long day. I struggle with this one because I know how impactful David Irving could be, especially against a quarterback like Carson Wentz, where you get him, you know, if you can get him rattled a little bit, you know, he can make a difference. Over Irving's last 13 games, he's got 11 sacks, 13 tackles for a loss, 33 tackles, two forced fumbles, 22 quarterback hits. I mean, you're talking about that's like Aaron Donald level production. Um, but I think you're right. I think it's Tyron Smith. I think the, the Cowboys can totally change what they do on offense if you have a healthy Tyron Smith. And the Eagles have a fantastic you know, group of edge rushers with Michael Bennett and Chris Long and Brandon Graham. So you probably do need Tyron more in this game. If you can get both back, watch out. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. Make sure you check them out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. You can sh- you can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.